brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome back, Rams fans, the Rams Showcase, right here on Sports War Radio tonight. The LA Rams continue to pay top dollar for their playmakers, plus... Jared Goff walks away with the Sheriff's Scout of the Week. And later, the LA Rams take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Will we finally see a full Wentz versus Goff game? Find out next on Ram Showcase. Welcome to Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? And welcome back to another edition of Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I am your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me. Sheriff Joe Bags laying down the law for you guys tonight, and we are actually officially back. I mean, we might have some issues next week. I don't want to. I don't want to get you too excited here, but I was able to get enough done where I was able to do a real episode for you guys, and I'm excited about it. I hope you guys are as well. Excited to be back uh, at the sheriff station here, enjoying uh, some time talking Rams football, which is my favorite thing to do in the whole universe. And I'm this close to finishing school. Less than two weeks away, I officially will have my degree. I'm pretty. Pretty dang jacked about it, if I can say that to you guys, which I I can't, because it's my show. I say whatever I want, really. That's the beauty of being the sheriff. Oh, we got uh, some good stuff for you guys tonight. Of course, obviously, we'll get into some news. We don't have a lot of news for you guys, but you guys know Bobby Trees just signed his deal. And uh, that's kind of what we're getting into a little bit here, so I don't have a lot on that. And then, uh, of course, we're going to be talking Rams and Eagles. This is a huge game, actually. This is a very, very big game. For a week two game, very big. And the Rams, and then they'll stay on uh, the East Coast there. We'll go all into that stuff. And then uh, just some notes from last week. Nothing too crazy for you guys. I don't have any fan quesos because I actually, I did not know until earlier today that I was even going to be able to be here with you guys. I was going to do a live show on YouTube. That was originally my plan. But then Things just kind of worked out. I had some time to uh, sit down here with you guys and just do knock down a real show. So we got some good stuff. But let's talk about Bobby Trees. He signed his deal. Four years, $65 million contract. I got to say, congrats, man. Congrats to Bobby. Bobby Trees, uh, I, I, he's a very underrated part of this Rams offense. I think I talked about that last week on my Facebook Live version of the show. If you guys happen to miss that, I do apologize. I don't think my promotion was necessarily strong enough on that one, uh, that I was just going to be doing a Facebook Live show, not a full-on podcast. So that is my bad. I feel like I dropped the ball on you guys, and I, I don't want to do that to you guys again. All right? Uh, so that was uh, the sheriff's mistake. And, uh, yeah, because I had some people like, dude, what happened to your show? It was like, I did it, man. But that was my bad. I dropped the ball on some promotional stuff. Uh, but we'll, we'll be getting, actually, I mean, full force here in a couple weeks. It's going to get... You guys might get annoyed with how much you're seeing Ram Showcase content here in a couple weeks because once I'm knocking out school, once I'm done with that aspect of my life, uh, which is very, very soon, eight days from me recording this until my last assignment is due. So we're we're right there. And it's uh, it's pretty exciting stuff right now. But we'll, uh, we, we won't get into that later. That's nothing. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's not, uh, you guys, that's not necessarily your guys' concern. 
but I appreciate you guys that have been patient with me and also cheering me on a little bit. I know that uh, some of you, I got some real support here and can't tell you how much that means to me. I love it. So four years, $65 million contract for Bobby. And uh, I'm genuinely, I am not sure how the Rams are going to handle this cap situation that we will inevitably see in the next couple of years. So I had it up earlier. I, I took it down now, but I had like the, the next year's, you know, salary cap numbers. The Rams have 45 people, I think it is, under contract next year with like $8 million left in cap space, if those numbers are even correct, okay? Because uh, obviously we saw that the Rams were able to open up some space with the Jalen Ramsey deal. Of course, the bonus money and how all that stuff goes in, that's a whole thing also. But the Rams' social media also tweeted, they were like, hey, we don't have the answers to your salary cap questions. Sorry, we just run the social media here. And I kind of had to piggyback that a little bit. I just have a podcast, guys. I don't know how the numbers all work. I just, I Mainly, that's not really my concern. As long as the Rams play, then I'm good. It doesn't matter to me how much anybody makes. They could all make $2 a game. They could all make $20 million a game. I don't care because, A, I'm not paying for it. I technically am because I love to buy the merch. I think everybody can see that. I got the flags. I got the mini helmets behind me. I got hat, shirt, whatever. I've got two custom Rams jerseys, two Sheriff Joe Bags jerseys in the closet right now. Uh, the new ones, I've got five total. So, like, I get my money and so I, I pay and stuff like that. So... So technically, I do pay a little bit, but I'm not like signing the checks. All right, that's Cronky's deal. And speaking of Cronky, we guys just lay off of him for wanting the Nuggets to win. Okay, he makes money if the Nuggets win. If the Nuggets do well, he he is better off. Okay, financially, it's a financial decision. It wasn't a city thing. Okay, I mean, I'm kind of a Nuggets person. I don't want to say a fan because I'm, I. I'm not, but <laughs> I'm not really a basketball guy, but I do kind of side with the Nuggets. And uh, Jokic went out wearing a, a Rams shirt after like game five against the Clippers. And I was like, all right, lock it in. That's it. <laughs> That's my team. Let's go, Joker. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. So sorry if that hurts your guys' feelings. But um, I also sometimes I just look like I'm crazy for Kroenke. Shirt idea. Shirt idea. <laughs> all right. So I really, I, I genuinely though, I don't know what this is going to do to the Rams cap, but it kind of has the vibe. It kind of got some feelings that, uh, that the Rams are really trying to make a push right now. That they are trying to lock in their stars. You've got some good, you know, some people on, on rookie contracts that are really good right now. It seems like they're just making a push. So uh, I like to believe in less need in the front office, though, and that everything's going to be great. Will it? I don't know. I have no idea. But what I can tell you is if in two years we have to cut everybody and the Rams go 0-16, I'm still going to be here doing Rams Showcase and I'm still going to be repping all my stuff, and I'm still going to be a Rams fan. Whether or not you are is not my concern. I would hope that you guys hang out. I hope that, you know, just because the Rams don't aren't winning games, that you guys wouldn't just bail. Uh, I did notice a big influx. I can see my numbers uh, in the 2018 season, and that has dipped since. So, I mean, maybe they're Ravens fans now or whatever, but doesn't matter to me. I'm still going to be here. I hope you are as well. Let's go into stat of the week. I need some music for this one because... Um, we won't go too crazy with the music. I realize I've been putting it way too loud. <laughs> so we'll keep it a little low. All right. So stat of the week, Jared Goff, QB, Jared Goff. That's my quarterback. Uh, he was tied for first in week one with five completions over 20 yards. The kicker of this stat though, is that Jared Goff only threw one pass that traveled more than 20 yards downfield. That was that deep ball to Van Jefferson. I, I say deep ball 
loosely here because it didn't even travel that far. I think it was like 26 yards in the air. Uh, that, that pass to Van Jefferson down the left sideline. That was the, the furthest ball traveling downfield for Jericho. Attempt. Not even just completion. That was attempts. All right. So uh, this is kind of interesting. And basically my stat on this one, it, it came into play because uh, um, it's – that's not the way that the Rams usually run it. I had another note here. Sorry, I, I, I don't want to... I'm not just, like, checking my cell phone here in the middle of the show. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was over 70% of Jared Goff's passing yards came after the catch. And I think that's a big stat. And that just kind of changed... It, it made me think of the Rams' offense a little bit different. We'll get into that a little bit later, but... Uh, I think that the the McVay I, I this is I spent all offseason talking about how McVay needed to make the adjustment. The league clearly found a way to kind of slow him down, and it, was he going to adjust? Was he going to be a, the genius, the offensive genius that we all thought he was, and make those adjustments? I think he might have. We'll talk about it though. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about Rams and Eagles. So the LA Rams take on the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles home opener, first road game for the Rams this year. This game kicks off at 10 a.m. L.A. time, so I know some of you guys are going to have to uh, get to sleep early tonight. So if you're watching me and it's getting a little late, you know, finish up the episode for sure. But then maybe go to sleep after that, depending on your timing. All right. So this game's going to be on Fox. Kevin Kugler and Chris Spielman on the call. If you guys don't know those names, don't feel bad. Uh, this is not like the A group, and I'm not trying to bash these guys at all. Because I'm sure they're super talented and stuff. But uh, we're not getting, like, the big time slots. Also, um, if you guys haven't seen the distribution map, I put it up on the Ram Showcase face. You know what? I'll just I'll put it up on screen. Right now, I'm waving my arms all silly. You guys can't even see me. So I'll put it up on screen for you guys. You guys can see that right now. Uh, the Rams and Eagles will be shown in the green areas. All right. And welcome back. You can see me again. So uh, let's see. Uh, this... Actually, you know what? This is kind of an interesting part because there was some concern on my end of the Rams playing in Philadelphia and in Buffalo, which is next week, uh, in late season. But we got them both early season. Interestingly enough, it's going to be 56 degrees at, at kickoff, 62 near the end, sunny throughout. So it's actually going to be a little bit chilly, but that's not bad at all. I mean, that's coming from a Colorado guy. For you LAers out there, 56 might be cold. Uh, 56 to me is still shorts weather, so I don't know. Um, uh, whatever that has to do with anything. Uh, let's see. The line here opened up with Philly favored by one and a half. That It was even for a little bit, and now I see it back to uh, one for Philly. Over-under in this game is 46. And I realize I've been giving you guys betting information for the last four years. And some of that time, betting was not legal wherever you were at. So now it probably it might be. It is for me in Colorado. Uh, I know not everywhere yet, but we're getting there. It's going to happen soon, so we got that. But let's take a look at some... Uh, okay, this, I just had an interesting part on this one, and this is uh, something I teased a little bit. So Jared Goff is 0-2 versus the Eagles. Wentz is 1-0 against the Rams. He didn't even finish his first game against the Rams and did not even play the second time his team's played. The two will forever be linked, but this is my question, and maybe I'll make a poll out of this. Five years in, we're in season five for these guys right now. Can we even say which one was the better pick? It's been a battle for five years. We're five years in, and can anybody say that, like, without a doubt, without an argument against it, can you say that Jared Goff or Carson Wentz was the better pick? The Eagles went to the Super Bowl. Wentz wasn't even there, but I, I will give him credit for helping the team get there. I will absolutely give him credit for helping the team get there. 
So my, my other concern, though, is, is Jared Goff was in the Super Bowl, and he still doesn't get as much credit. That's a problem, I think. So, I mean, it's, it's just an interesting, I guess, aspect of it. Um, five years in, though, and we should be, we should, we should have been able to see by now which one was better, which one's worse, or whatever. It didn't happen. It didn't happen, and now they're both still pretty good quarterbacks, in my opinion. Let's check up, uh, take a look at the matchups here. We'll go full screens on these. This is the Rams offense versus the Eagles defense. The Rams offense, you guys got the numbers. I'm not going to spill them out like I was doing last year and the year before that and also the year before that. Uh, I was just like unloading numbers on you guys. I'm not doing that to you guys this year. Uh, Rams offense played solid, mistake-free football. It didn't feel too flashy, but it felt pretty consistent and balanced. Balance is what the Rams were missing last year. So I'm all for it. I think this is awesome stuff. Uh, what we saw last week from the Dallas Cowboys game, uh, I'm, I'm digging it. I, I'm picking up what they're putting down, and I'm loving it right now. So the Eagles were strong on defense, but almost even on time of possession, which tells me their offense really did just struggle. And uh, that's going to be key. Uh, the, the Washington uh, <laughs> football team has a, a pretty strong front seven, in fairness. Uh, and they definitely struggle, or they, they definitely made Wentz have struggles, is what I'm trying to say there. So, uh, But football team, I mean, coming off of a, a, a loss to football team in week one, uh, I don't know if that's necessarily a divisional thing, because you can't really, it's hard to look at division games. But with football team having a brand new coach, that's, that's just kind of interesting aspect to me, that, that Philadelphia, that the Eagles were just, they, they jumped out, and then it seemed like they just took the foot off the gas, and, and football team was just kind of like, all right, well, now's our chance. Like, we're still going to try. And, uh, I mean, credit to football team for sure because they had, they had a strong showing uh, against Philadelphia last week. Uh, Eagles offense uh, didn't look good after jumping out 17-0. to uh, The offensive line struggled a lot and has a tall task against Aaron Donald and the mob squad this week. The Rams' defense felt very bend but don't breaky as they uh, did give up some yards. Almost, it was uh, about five yards uh, per carry on the ground, but only gave up 17 points, which was solid. Obviously, you can see on screen where they rank. So, let's take a look at the history of this matchup. The Eagles lead the all-time series 22-19 and one. Philadelphia is 15 and nine all-time at home against the Rams. The Eagles have won the last six against the Rams. In fact. The last time that the Rams defeated Philadelphia Eagles, it was December 27th of 2004. And if you guys were Rams fans back in 2004, like myself, I'm sure most of you guys were, uh, you guys would remember that Mark Bulger was, uh, was, he was slinging the rock in this one, and it was good stuff. So Mark Bulger went 20, uh, 20 of 27 on completions, 225 yards, had one touchdown. Steven Jackson, 24 carries, 148 yards and a touchdown. Isaac Bruce, 8 catches 98 yards a touchdown uh that one touchdown from mark bulger and then uh we had tory hulk at seven catches for 75 yards just to let you guys know how long it's been since the rams have beat the eagles i just wanted to lay those stats out for you guys just so you guys could get a get a vibe and remember i mean we were like gold pants era rams all right that's a, that's that's a long time ago all right and then uh let's see the rams didn't lose to the eagles in the 70s so we got that going for us but we also didn't beat the Eagles in the 2010s. So, I mean, take what you can get. I wasn't alive in the 70s. I was alive in the 2010s, so I would have preferred that one. But I'll take it. I'll take a decade of dominance for sure. And the Rams started out 4-0 and against Philly, but then uh, quickly tied it up. Uh, Philly did at 4-4. Four and four. And then the next game was a tie, so then it was 4-4-1. Four, four and one. Uh, Points all-time scored in this game, or in this series, 
843 for the Eagles, 842 for the LA Rams. So, in theory here, it's a 22-19-1 all-time series. The Rams, if they win by more than one point, which is possible, if not probable, I don't know why so many people are picking against the Rams. The Eagles just lost a football team. And people coming in, they, everybody was picking Dallas to go to the playoffs and be awesome this year, and the Rams beat them. All right, and uh, we're not getting any love. Still no love. I don't get it. Whatever. It's actually more fun this way, I think, so I don't know. But then the Rams could actually take the the points lead in this series, but not the all-time series lead. They cannot take it that uh, this, this time around. Take a look at the injury report. Nothing too crazy this week with the Rams. With tight end Gerald Everett, he is questionable with a back injury. He was a full participant on Friday, though. Did not practice Wednesday. Limited participant Thursday. Did practice Friday. On the Eagles side, that's it, by the way. That's it for the Rams. Uh, Andrew Whitworth was on the on the injury report, but he was full participant all week, so I didn't uh, label him here. Uh, Eagles, a lot bigger list, but a lot of these guys are playing, so I didn't list all of them here. Derek Barnett on the uh, defensive line. He uh, is suffering a hammy. He's questionable, but he was a full participant in practice all week long. So uh, I do expect him to play. We'll see what happens. Uh, Defensive end, another defensive end. uh, Brandon Graham, concussion. He is questionable, uh, but also was a full participant on Friday. Very similar to Gerald Everett. No practice Wednesday, limited Thursday, full on Friday. And wide wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey, he's out with a foot injury. He is not playing. This game has already been declared out. Let's uh let's change this up a little bit, huh? I made these songs. The last time I called them musics. You guys get it. You guys know what I'm you guys are picking up what I'm putting down. Alright. Three to C. Let's take a look at some uh these are the three people you want to keep an eye on, alright? We've got some interesting matchups in this one. Uh, we'll get deeper into the to the matchup stuff as the season goes on when we get more things to look at. Uh, you know, we've only gotten one thing to look at, and that was all just week one games. So once we have some more to look at, we'll really dive deeper into the matchups, and especially when I'm done with school, we'll, we'll definitely get some uh, deeper stuff going. Uh, and that's going to be really fun. I'm really excited, actually, too. <laughs> I'm excited to finish school for Sherzies, but uh, I, I think I'm more excited to free up some time so that I can actually do some Ram showcasing stuff with you guys and be Sheriff Joe Bags more often. All right, because for the last two and a half years, I've been in school and I've just been Joe Branham, you know, proper Joe Branham and stuff. You know, I can get a little goofy in there. It's it's you know, sports stuff, so it's fun. But here, I feel like I'm just myself. Like, I feel like this is just who I am. I don't, I don't, I'm not playing. Well, I'm not like, I am kind of playing a character in Sheriff Joe Bags, but I'm not, I'm not fake to you guys. This is just how I act. I'm, I feel more natural here. That's what I'll say. So 3-2-C, we got Rams running back Malcolm Brown. Brown had 4.4 yards per carry against the Cowboys, and he is absolutely showing why he should be a starter. If you guys have been with me for quite some time, and I know some of you guys have, a lot of you guys have, and I, again, gratitude, out the wazoo, for sure. So uh, I, you guys may have remembered that I've talked about Malcolm Brown a lot and said that with Todd Gurley on the team, that Malcolm Brown, he was like, I wanted to keep him. And that I was I was kind of like concerned that the Rams were going to have to get rid of him and he was going to go somewhere else and he was going to be a starter and he was going to be awesome. And I kept saying, he's going to be a starter for somebody and we're going to be sad we didn't keep him. I kept saying that. And now, 
the tables have turned. <laughs> the tides are now in our court. And so, so Todd Gurley leaves, and now Malcolm Brown, he's kind of the man. And the Rams offense, honestly, the ground game looked a lot stronger than it did really at any point last year. Uh, ground attack did not look dope in 2019 in a pretty forgettable season, honestly. Uh, there's, I remember Rams games, like, vividly. Last year, though, there's there's some games that I'm like, I don't really remember watching that one. Because like, I feel like I just, like, fl- I'm flushing out of my flush it out of my brain as I knock my headphones off. Uh, so I think he's doing awesome. And I think this week, once he really starts to get it rolling, I think we're going to see some Malcolm Brown and I think he's going to get some attention. So, uh, I'm not a fantasy football guy. I kind of hate it with my entire heart actually. But if you guys are fantasy football players, uh, Malcolm Brown might be one to, uh, to stash and or start because, uh, you know, I think he's going to be a good, pretty good player for us. Uh, let's go to the Eagles side. Eagles cornerback, Nick Roby Coleman. So NRC, of course, played for the LA Rams last few years and was open this week telling everybody that he was telling his teammates everything he could about the LA Rams offense, something that Eric Weddle did not do, but I'll get into that. I don't actually, I don't want to get into that um, because I don't think it's that big of a deal. You can, uh, you can figure out anybody's offense. We, we've had McVay for a few years now, guys. We've had him for a few, this is his fourth season. All right. If people want to know what McVay is doing, they can just watch tape. It's very simple. There's no secrets in the NFL. There's not, like, when people are like, oh, they, they steal the playbooks or whatever. That's been a thing forever. Mostly, pretty much everybody has everybody's playbook, all right? But you still got to compete. You still got to, you don't know exactly when they're calling stuff. This isn't Mike Martz anymore, where he just scripts out 200 plays. That's not the thing anymore. Everybody's got everybody's playbook. And if you don't, you could basically watch the film and make it yourself. Come on now, guys. Anyway. Uh, NRC will likely be going against Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. And uh, he practiced against uh, NRC. Cup did quite a bit in Los Angeles. Uh, it, uh, it was at Cal Irvine, something like that. In training camp and stuff. In practice. Of course, these two went against each other uh, uh, very often. So that's going to be a fun battle to watch. I am actually really excited to see that one. And we'll see what NRC does because, of course, he does have a feel. He has a feel for what Jared Goff likes to do. He has a feel for what McVay's offense likes to do in certain situations, maybe. I mean, maybe if he's if he's not on the field when the Rams were on offense last year, maybe he's, you know, getting coached or something. So maybe he's not paying super close attention, which I think is an underrated aspect, too, that maybe, maybe he doesn't know everything. Let's throw that out there. Maybe he doesn't know everything. Maybe he doesn't know exactly what our game plan is, considering the Rams' offense looked very different last week than it did in basically McVay's entire time here. One pass from uh, from Jared Goff go, traveling more than 20 yards downfield. That's unlike anything we've seen under this offense. And my final one here of the three to see is going to be Rams' defensive tackle, Aaron Donald. The man. Holy moly. All right, so Aaron Donald against the Dallas Cowboys. He looked unreal. That was absolutely insane. Possibly the best opening day for AD in his career, by the way. And he also notched his first ever sacks against the Dallas Cowboys. And this was, I think, his fourth game against uh, Dallas and first ever sacks that he got against uh, Dak and the boys. He did not only looked he not only looked like he picked up where he left off last year. He actually might be peaking this year. He actually might be his best, a better Aaron Donald than we're used to seeing. A two-time Defensive Player of the Year, he's absolutely telling ESPN to shove it right now. Because ESPN came out and was like, you know what? He's actually only average against the run. 
And Aaron Donald's like, all right. And he just picks up Zeke with one hand. He's just like knocking dudes over. Like multiple offensive linemen with just a shove. That's absolutely insane. All right. And if Aaron Donald looked like that against what's known as one of the better offensive lines in the, in the NFL, and this week gets to go against a team that let up eight sacks last week, that's going to be so much fun. I'm really excited. Aaron Donald might blast through all five. <laughs> he might shove five offensive linemen over this week. We'll see what happens, but I will even say this, that Zeke is a better pass protector than any running back Philadelphia has, so I think that helps us too. Let's go from, uh, let's talk about some notes from last week uh, that I think play into this week. I hope my video doesn't cut off here. If it does, I will start it again. So we'll have a little, a weird little cut and I'll just dance around or something. So, uh, but some notes that I just, uh, you know, was kind of thinking about last week and stuff. Uh, just some interesting aspects from, uh, from the game that I think do play into this week. And I think it's going to be very important. So I did not expect to see Cup at punt returner, guys. I don't know if you guys did, uh, but I did not. I didn't see anything on that that Cup was going to be the punt returner, but I'm cool with it, okay? Because I don't think this is a bad move. Finally, it was the first time in years that I wasn't terrified that every single punt was going to be fumbled. Like, that it was just not going to be caught. It was just going to, like, slip right on through or something. Because ever since, like, the Tavon days, that's been a problem. So I was okay with that. Uh, Samuel Sloman may have just needed to get that first one out of the way. I really think that that's, that's the case here. I, that first kick was trash. In fairness, uh, second kick, very low. Didn't like that. Wasn't a fan. And then that third kick, then I was like, all right, he's got it. He's we're good. We're good. I almost <laughs> I almost was getting mad. The first one, uh, the very first one was like, you got to be kidding me, man. <laughs> because I thought Jeezy was going to get the first uh, field goal. It's so fine. I was really upset. I was upset about it, but it's OK. It worked out. Uh, let's see here. I also got a uh, Micah Kaiser. He did miss a fair amount of tackles last week. I mean, I'll, I'll, I, you have to admit that. I have to admit that. I like Micah Kaiser, but I have to admit that. Uh, if I didn't, I would just be lying. So this is my only point on Kaiser here is, uh, can we please just remember that he didn't play last year. There was no preseason this year. He hasn't hit anybody, like actually hit anybody in quite some time. Okay. Can we cut him a little bit of slack in a week one game and for like his first football game in years we can't cut him a little bit of slack, guys. Come on. Everybody's like, oh, we need to bench Kaiser. He sucks. Like, guys, he hasn't played football in like two years. Of course he's going to be a little rusty. He's just got to get the group. All right. Micah Kaiser is a good, a good football player and very good against the run. And I think that by the time we're in like week 14, 15, 16, I think there's going to be a bunch of Rams fans like, oh, man, I was wrong about Kaiser. Because you are, okay? Let him, let him play. Let him get back into it, all right? It's going to take him some uh, some time to kick that rust off. That's just, that's just how it goes. And with no preseason, limited training camp, you, you're, not, you're not even hitting your own guys this year. So to get out there, and of course he missed a lot. And I'm not saying he played amazing or anything like that. He's got to get better at those at the tackles. It's, it's game time now, man. you got to do it. But cut him a little bit of slack. Just because one game he misses some tackles, now everybody wants him cut and stuff relax and he's probably our best linebacker honestly so everybody needs to rein that in a little bit Greg Gaines this is one I will not <laughs> well flip the tune here a little bit Greg Gaines had absolutely no business being on that football field last week was getting pushed back all day had like seven plays in a row where he just gets blasted back right away uh, he had a long day but I'll say this 
I'm looking for the big guy to bounce back. All right, I'm looking for for Greg Gaines. Uh, I I'm just hoping that that he can bounce back and use that big body to his advantage. He should be able to do that. That shouldn't be anything too crazy. We're not asking too much from Greg Gaines, a defensive tackle, to not get blown off the line every single snap. That's absolutely absurd. I like. There was a point there. I was like, if Greg Gaines doesn't get out of this football game right now, I was getting, I was like getting there. I was like, okay, okay, get out of there, man. Put in, let's put in SJD. Let's do something else because that was not. I was getting frustrated with Greg Gaines, but I'm gonna give him some more chances, just like most of you guys should do with Micah Kaiser. Uh, but if another week goes by where Greg Gaines plays like that, you guys are going to hear it from me. He's gonna, <laughs> it's going to be one of those Sean Mannion deals where I'm like, all right, this guy's got to go. Uh, I'll give him a couple weeks. You got, we got to get the rust off. Let's give people a chance to, to play how they're going to play. So I'll, I'll take my own advice here. I'll relax. I'll rein it in. I, I, my own notes here, we'll, I'll, I'll rein that in. I'll, I'll rescind that, okay? I'll give him till week five. If in week five he's still getting blown off the line, all right, dude's got to go. All right, uh, let's see here. Jordan Fuller played a lot. Okay, I think he missed like one defensive snap. I think it was. Um, he played a lot and really, really well. Actually, he started a little slow, but then really kind of like I think maybe it was nerves. You know, something happened where he just kind of started was like you know maybe a little shaky. By the end of the game, he was playing awesome. Um, so I don't want this to happen. I'm not rooting for this to happen, but this is what I think might happen. I think that if Jordan Fuller can can be successful and keep playing like he did last week throughout this year and Taylor Rapp gets more involved because of course he was just kind of he was a little bit banged up that's why he was he's getting kind of slowly put back in I saw some people are like Fuller overtook Rapp not necessarily you know Fuller's a good player he's a very good player actually and uh, so is Rapp though but that all could lead to this maybe being John Johnson's final year. And like I said, this is not something I'm rooting for. This is not something I want to happen. John Johnson's actually one of my favorite Rams right now. But, I mean, the, the Rams are paying, uh, they're play, paying everybody right now. Sorry, guys, my video stopped, but we're back now. <laughs> That's what I get, I guess. That's what I get. So, I'm talking trash about great games. I'm sure, I'm sure he had something to do with it. I see you, Greg. All right. Anyway, we're back. So the Rams are paying a lot of people right now, and I'm not sure John Johnson can be one of those. I hope he is, but the Rams are already in a rough cap situation. Not right now, but they will be in a couple years, and I don't think anybody can really deny that. If you are denying that, you're not paying enough attention, all right? You're not, because the Rams are paying a bunch of people right now, and this it's already kind of bit us. Uh, the Rams are, what, like $32 million in dead cap this year? It might even be more. So we'll see what happens. I hope Johnson stays. I would love to see Johnson stay. But if Fuller can keep playing like this, it might be the most fiscally responsible move to just keep Fuller and rap and let Johnson maybe play somewhere else. I don't want that to happen. Like I said, I love Johnson. But it might it might happen, okay? So just emotionally prepare yourself for that. And also, emotionally prepare for that all the time because if you lock too deep into players, you're always just going to be hurt, all right? So the Rams, they're forever. I was going to say the, the the name on the chest. It's actually like over here now, though. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the name on the on the left shoulder pad is way more important to me than the name on the back. There are players that I absolutely love, but if they leave, I'm still going to be a Rams fan. That's just the way it is. But you know, we'll see what happens. So, but if you get too too into the player, you're just going to get your heart broken because they're going to leave eventually. So it has to happen. And let's uh, let's see here. This is my last note that I have for you guys. 
Uh, Jared Goff did not air it out like he usually does, but he completed passes to eight different players. McVay's offense looks like it might be adapting to the changes that were made on defense to neutralize it last year. Last year, the 9-7 and seven year for the Rams, of course, the defenses were taking things out that McVay likes to do. We, we saw it. We watched it happen. So we will see if, uh, or excuse me, we still see some of the same aspects, the pre-snap motions, the outside levels, zone runs, but it's just also got a different vibe to it this year. It's more of a take what you can get, play smart, don't force it, uh, rather than let's, let's air it out, let's let percentages win us this game. Because if you air it out, five times chances are you're going to get one of those and that's a big play or you can get instead of a 50 yard like you throw five passes 50 yards you get one of them that's awesome you got 50 yards or you can get five passes for 10 yards each and do the same thing but now your quarterback's five of five for 50 yards not one of five for 50 yards you know what i mean so there's just different aspects different ways that the rams are moving it this year and i'm 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 with it i'm here for it absolutely so what I can say is uh, if the red zone efficiency can go up, we are in business. And I'm liking this offense, actually. So we, we're still seeing the the sweeps, the motions, all that stuff. The zone runs are still there. Outside levels were still there. But just take what you can get. Keep it moving. Keep the chains moving. Make the smart play. And then I think we will take some shots. Uh, Dallas just didn't necessarily give us the chance to. I think that they know that we like to take shots. So we'll see as the season goes on if that if that really is something that happens or if the Rams offense really is kind of reining it in. Let's let's give our defense a break, you know. Let's stay on the field a little bit longer, you know. So we'll see, but that's what I got for you guys tonight. That is Ram Showcase. That's going to be it. But I uh, appreciate you guys hanging out with me uh, for a little bit. Um, I'm sorry the uh, video got weird there for a second, and uh, my audio is going to be cut too, uh, so I can time it all out and stuff, but... You guys are awesome, and you guys understand things like that. You guys are always super supportive. I love it. Um, but, uh, yeah, this uh, Rams-Eagles tomorrow, it's going to be an absolute blast. I'm super excited that football is back. I know that there was a time there where it looked like we weren't going to get it, but it is here. Uh, we are rock and rolling. I love it. Uh, it Rams in bone gray, again, uh, it's against the Eagles. Our first time that we see the Blues going to be against the Bills. So that will be a fun one, of course. Uh, the Blues, we'll see those for the first time. The gradient numbers, which I know not everybody's a fan of. Uh, if you kind of watch the stuff, and uh, they, they talk about it from like the transition, the white to the yellow and all that stuff. It's kind of a historical thing, which leads me to believe that it's going to go away uh, within the next couple of years. The, the gradient on the numbers, I think we'll just get yellow numbers uh, after, after like a year or two. Um, but keep in mind, we also get a new uniform next year. And then one more the year after that. So we still got two more coming. I'm genuinely, I'm hoping there's a yellow one. I'm a big fan. Yellow is my favorite color myself. So I'm hoping we get a yellow jersey because I love wearing those ones. Uh, my Color Rush uh, Sheriff Joe Bags jersey is my favorite one to wear uh, still, even though I've got the new ones, the new blue and the new bone gray. Uh, so that's some good stuff. But I hope you guys enjoy the game. Uh, hopefully we can do a show next week, but it is my final for my final class in college. I'll be a graduate. I'm going to get a bachelor's degree next week. All right, guys? So uh, if I if I have to do a live show, I do apologize. I know that's not nearly as awesome, but I I can't express enough how much I appreciate you guys being patient with me. And then after that, we are firing on all cylinders, all right? This V8 is going to be rolling, all right? And uh, we're going to be doing everything we possibly can. I'm hoping to bring back the game teasers, the game trailers. Uh, I'm hoping to bring back two shows a week. We're going big, all right? And, uh... 
that's kind of uh, it's kind of my thank you to you guys because I know I know when you guys are like me and you guys are just Rams fans that you just want the content you just want as much content as you can get and my my job is to give it to you but also make that stuff quality and that's why I haven't been doing it because I could pump out a game trailer but with my limited time the quality wouldn't be there and uh, I've got some uh, I've got at least some standards <laughs> okay so uh, yeah well uh, we'll get that rocking once uh, once I'm once I'm done I got Eagles Rams on my brain uh, so uh, once I'm done with uh, with school we'll get everything rocking and rolling again but I appreciate you guys uh, sticking sticking out all of school with me you guys some of you guys have been here since before I was in school where I was all awkward and kind of quiet and just Oh, the LA Rams, they, they play the Philadelphia Eagles over there. Yeah, so now, though, that's all a different story. So, thank you guys so much. Uh, you guys are, are the heroes here. Uh, but that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.